Today's episode of Podcast by Committee is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think NFL tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find the answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It could save you some serious cash. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting, and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play, work that clock to your advantage, and score last-minute tickets. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your most favorite podcast ever here on the Athletic Podcast Network, Podcast by Committee. Uh, it's, we're entering week two, I believe, of our new look show where uh, we've shortened the episodes a little bit, keeping it tighter, packed with information. On Tuesdays, we're going to be talking to a lot of our beat writers from the Athletic NFL. On Thursdays, we're going to be bringing in fantasy experts from around the fantasy world. Uh, today, very interesting topic, the Houston Texans with Aaron Reese. Uh, Aaron, thank you for joining us, man. How's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's all right. You know, uh, it's been kind of a weird start to the year, but they keep it interesting and, and entertaining. So no complaints. Thank you. For, you brought that up. This is a weird team, man. From a fantasy. Well, for, uh, first of all, I'm sorry. You can follow Aaron, Aaron J. Reese on Twitter. Uh, excellent follow. Uh, you, you have your email out there, which is a ballsy move. Do, do people actually just kind of hit you up once in a while? Like, hey, what's up? Uh, actually, very, very rarely. Yeah, mostly uh, PR flack, so maybe I should get rid of it. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know I, I protect mine, like, so tightly. I just, uh, you know, but I guess it's a little different. You don't, you don't get pegged with fantasy questions probably all the time on your, on your right. email, I guess. Um, how many what's wrong with DeAndre Hopkins questions have you gotten? And I ask this because you had a, you had a great article up on The Athletic. Uh, where DeAndre Hopkins actually had a great quote, something along the line, and I'm paraphrasing, like, look, this isn't fantasy football, this is real football. And yeah. um, it's, 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 he's befuddling to some people, but um, you watched film, and I think you had, you had a clip in one of your articles, too, uh, where it showed, and I saw Bill O'Brien breakdown on this, too, where it showed DeAndre Hopkins going right on a cross route, and he brought, like, three defenders with him, and that freed yeah. up Will Fuller for a bomb. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what, I, you know, I, I don't think anything obviously is like wrong with him. I mean, he is, uh, he is totally still being effective and, and stuff. I mean, for a few weeks, part of his production, I think, went down. You could look at it quite simply. I mean, he, he went up against um, three pretty good corners, um, maybe who uh, progressively got worse. But I mean, they're all pretty good. I start with Jalen Ramsey. Week three, basically, you know, one on one for the most part, except when they rarely played zone and Jalen Ramsey got bad at Doug Brown. But, uh, but for the most part, right, Jalen Ramsey's kind of going head to head with them. And, and that's always been a good battle between those two. And, and Ramsey probably came out on the better end of that one. Um, then the next week, he plays Casey Hayward in the Chargers, another really good corner. Um, and then finally, uh, Bradbury in, in the Panthers. So, I mean, just kind of, and that, and that was just a, you know, a bad performance for the offense all the way around. Um, he got open for a deep ball, but Deshaun missed it um, against Carolina. And uh, and same with, you know, the Jags. Jags defense pretty good, and, and that was just kind of an ugly sort of game for the Texans. So, you know, we saw basically only once this season so far, week one, against the Saints when he really put up the kind of all-pro sort of performance you're expecting. Uh, he actually, I mean, he played pretty well last week. I mean, it was 80-something yards and, like, seven catches, I think. But, um, 
you know, that obviously pales in comparison to what uh, Will Fuller did. And so, and I'm sure most fantasy owners think like, if any Texans or receiver is going to go off like this, I wish it was DeAndre Hopkins. Well, a lot of people wasted a lot of, not wasted, let's say spent a lot of draft capital on him. He was, uh, you know, top five, top six pick. And uh, this happens every year, though. I just think people didn't expect it. You know, you expect it from a running back, not uh, not DeAndre Hopkins, basically. Right, totally. And I, I still think, like, it's early enough in the year that, you know, you probably think that he eventually, you know, comes back towards his averages. Because, um, you know, you just look at the, the overall numbers. Right now. I, haven't, I haven't looked at where he's at, you know, week five. But, you know, going into going into this past week, he was, like, 32nd in receiving yards and, you know, tied for, like, 13th win catches with, like, a million other people because it's, you know, week four, week four, week five. So, you know, I, I imagine as the season plays out, he will get up to kind of where we – anticipate him normally being um it's just you know slow start but obviously for the fantasy purposes that that matters you know it's not one of those like um consider what the macro impact is you know um j- just keep it with the wide receivers for, for a minute um i wanted to get into to qt and, and stills and like how that'll maybe shake out uh, as the season goes on but i was looking at pro football reference and usually you know like I, when we just start researching teams i look at passing attempts rushing attempts you know in terms of where they are in the nfl um the Texans have a weird thing going on. Like usually they're 27th in passing attempts, but 11th in passing yards. Um, usually those two are kind of close, like, you know, 27th in passing attempts, 23rd in passing yards. But this jumped out is, is something pretty crazy to me that it's it's a very efficient offense. I went over to Sport Radar and I'm like, all right, you know, they must have a crazy yards per attempt. And it wasn't anything nuts. I think they're they're fourth behind the Cowboys, uh, the Chiefs, the Seahawks. Uh, and then the Texans come in at 8.5. Uh, is this is this kind of like an anomaly, or is this going to continue where they're not, you know, passing? T- the attempts aren't a lot, but the yards are. Is is that a is that kind of a, a going to be a hallmark of this year's offense? Uh, yeah, you know, I think um, I think that it's I think maybe that maybe the um, the differences won't be so drastic, right? Maybe those rankings won't be so far apart as you know, just like large sample sizes present themselves and whatnot. But right, I do right. think that um, I do think though that it's 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 they probably will exist in some fashion with that sort of offense. Um, the reasons why, obviously, they have not just Will Fuller, but, uh, you know, when he's healthy, Kenny Stills. So you have these guys who can create a lot of big plays. I think before he went out, Stills had four catches of 30-plus yards, which through the first four games or whatever was um, – or the first three games was, uh, you know – tops in the league tied with one other person. So, I mean, the, he has that, he has that big play threat. You always saw Fuller, um, you know, uh, Hopkins can, you know, create a big place too for 20 plus yards, obviously. Um, but they're not, um, while the line has gotten better. And I think that you saw last week, they did a better job of protecting the shot in terms of him identifying uh, blitzes and getting rid of the ball quickly and all those things. Um, I still don't think Bill Ryan's play calling is always going to be such that he's going to, um, do things that are going to put Watson at immense risk, right? So, I mean, that would to some degree be a matter of limiting dropbacks if you can. Uh, not to mention O'Brien, just generally, for as long as he's been head coach, has, has been one of the more run-heavy offenses in the league. Uh, I think he was second finally, like the Seahawks last year. And um, it been, hasn't been quite as run-heavy on, on first down this year. I'd have to look at what the numbers are after this past week. But, um, you know, if you just kind of look at who the coach is generally – um, sort of the the issues he's working with in terms of protecting his co- is protecting his uh, his quarterback and the personnel he has a, a quarterback who's immensely talented at getting the ball downfield and a couple of receivers who can really make defense pay. I mean, all that all that stuff to me kind of adds up to you know uh, 
don't take a ton of chances when you do probably get a chance of converting them. Is, uh, is, is kind of like, well, I mean, Kiki QT has kind of not been involved, and he seems to me like the guy who can, you know, almost be a possession receiver, you know, get, get, a, get a volume of targets, get a volume of receptions. Um, is he kind of going to be, I know he's hurt a little bit and, and kind of iffy for a couple games, but is he, uh, is he like the odd man out in a way? I mean, you, you have, you have Kenny Stills who seems to have had no issues learning this offense, um, and catching these long passes. You have DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, who's a stud and you have Will Fuller, who's just got Will Fullering. Um, is, is, is QT just kind of like the, and you get Duke Johnson who can catch passes too. Is, is there going to be an odd man out here? Or is it going to be one of those things where it just shifts from game to game and, and maybe that third receiver is someone different every game. You know, the third I, leading I, receiver, I guess. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know, I used to think I used to think it was more like the odd man out thing. Um, obviously, we're so early in the season, but um, you know, QT played pretty well um, against the uh, uh, this past week, and so that that kind of that that performance kind of <laughs> reminds you, like, hey, he's still pretty good too, even though you know he hasn't been playing a ton and, and all that. And um, and I do think that to some degree, probably there there are certain instances where he is more valuable than Kenny Stills. Um, I think you saw it even in that game, um, like you mentioned, he is he's kind of a, a guy, quick completions, um, just you know get rid of the ball and 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 uh, to neutralize blitzes and, and get a few yards, and then he can still break off a big one every now and then if uh, he gets an open field. It's still pretty shifty and quick, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think to some degree it is kind of a matchup thing. Um, there probably are, are certain instances where he's more useful. But I, I do think, like, just generally speaking, right, like if you have, you know, four useful receivers, five useful receivers, like you said, as you mentioned, Duke Johnson, um, no matter how useful he might be in certain matchups, like whatever his production level is, is probably not what we anticipated it would be going into the season, right, before they traded for Duke Johnson, before they drafted Kenny Stills when – um kiki qt you know he was he last year had he been healthy every game would have caught over 70 passes and i think um that would have made him the only texans receiver not named hopkins or andre johnson to have done so so i mean he he kind of he 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 really played pretty well as a rookie and i think that set kind of a high standard and it seemed like you know kind of a high standard for for fantasy owners too of this guy was maybe a, a little bit of a sleeper or someone you could get a lot of value out of and i just don't know if that's quite the case anymore um, you know, it's, it's you look at this roster and it's kind of interesting. Like as you as you mentioned, these guys like Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, Kenny Stills. Uh, it's almost like you 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 had an entire off season, you know, in, in the preseason basically of, of bringing people in. Like you got guys. Like is is the Bill O'Brien offense basically? I think what I'm asking here is, by week seven, will Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, uh, and Kenny Stills be at like full power? Like is is there like a steep learning curve for that offense to learn it? Because it seems like they're very close. Like. Uh, Carlos Hyde's averaging 4.2 yards per attempt. Duke Johnson's averaging 6.4 yards per attempt, and he's got, uh, I don't know, 13 targets already in this offense. Um, Kenny Stills, like you said, was catching those long passes and seems to kind of get it. Um, are they there? Is this where it is? Or should we be like, well, you know, you can add 20% because they haven't taken in the entire playbook yet and learned all the nuances. And, you know, coming off that bye week when they have an extra week, just kind of learn, learn, learn. You know, from week 11 on when it's crunch time for fantasy players, are these guys going to really start like turning it on? You know, I, I've I've been waiting for Carlos Hyde to regress back to what people expect out of him now for a few weeks. So I, I don't know how much better he could get. I mean, he's been credit to him; he's been very good um, to start the year. But I think like Carlos Hyde, has, you know, had to at least be probably exceeding everyone's expectations. I mean, he's never run kind of this efficiently. Um, uh, not just the the four point two yards per carry, which I think would be a career high. 
Um, but if you look at uh, like the next gen stats and stuff, like he's like literally running like the mo- like one of the most north south of any running backs in the league. So I mean, I, I just I I have a hard time imagining he'll keep uh, he'll keep up at this pace. He might still be productive and have good games, but I think the consistency of, of the games that he's had um, since he's joined the Texans has been a bit of a surprise. I can't imagine he would be you know get much better. Um, I think if you got this version of Carlos Hyde all year, you'd probably be pretty happy. Um, as far as Kenny Stills, I mean he. You know, by, by the end of uh, the last fully healthy game he played, I mean, he was playing, like, close to 40 snaps, and Kuti played, like, 17. So, I, you know, again, I think that they're they're confident in him in the whole playbook. Um, maybe he gets a little better, but, I mean, I, I don't get the sense that there's much more they can do with him in terms of usage they don't feel like they could do now. Um, Duke Johnson is a guy that you get the sense that they're still trying to figure out how to use him and how to take advantage of him. I mean, they spent a, a third round pick that will turn into a fourth round pick. I think if he plays 10 or sorry, a fourth round pick that could turn into a third round pick if he plays, I think 10 games. I mean, they have, they have clear, you know, desire to use him and stuff. Um, but I think they're still trying to figure that out. Some games are a lot better than others. Um, if, so if there's anyone in, the, in that list that you mentioned to me, that seems like someone who could maybe um, get better as the year goes on to me, it would be Duke Johnson. Cause I think he's kind of the, the person that you're, you're watching these games and you're seeing these flashes of, Oh, this guy's really useful, but, there hasn't been a game yet where he's been so useful that he's he's the trick to unlocking uh, the opponent's defense, right, into, into getting them out of sorts, and he's the guy they're going to lean on. Um, I just don't think you've seen that yet, and, and maybe you won't ever see that because they just don't have the receivers that uh, – they have enough receivers that they don't have to be in that position. But, right, right. Um, but he's kind of the guy to me that it's like, you know, there's there could be more here, right? I mean, they gave up a lot to get him. I can't imagine that this is the extent they want to use them kind of on an inconsistent basis. How's, um, how's Laramie Tunsil like just looking like, I understand like, you know, again, got brought in a trade kind of last second thing. You got to gel with that line. Uh, you know, but the, the, the story of the season was Deshaun Watson's getting sacked a bunch. And then after this game, it became Deshaun, he, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson didn't get sacked at all. Um, right, right. it's, it, and you know, it, you, you noted in, in your article about how, you know, his, he's zipping the passes out now and, you know, he, the, the time to throw was much quicker than it's been. Um, but is, is the Laramie Tunsil kind of gelling with the line have anything to do with this? Are, are you seeing him, you know, like pick some stuff up and like, oh, that's why this guy was, you know, first round pick, who you know, tumbled because of the weed mask thing. Um, right. are, are you seeing like, is this something else where we could be like, OK, maybe he won't get sacked as much because it's yeah, gelling. No, I, I, I totally think, um, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of ways you could point that you could figure out that the line has indeed gotten better. Um, you know, I mean, I think as anecdotally as just like opposing coaches playing the Texans have said so. Um, but you know, like ESPN's path block win metric um, had the Texans I think ranked eighth, which is probably not what a lot of fans would have thought. That was after week four. Um, and Tunsil, just him specifically, I think his his pro football focus grade has risen every week and. This week he was in the 90s. So, I mean, he's, he's, he seems like he's settling in a little bit. Um, and, you know, it's, what's crazy is that this past week uh, was the first time the Texans repeated a starting offensive line uh, because they, uh, they, they cycled through three different right tackles in the first three weeks um, before finally settling on, on Titus Howard, the first-round pick, playing there after spending basically all the preseason practicing on the left side, mostly left guard. Um, they moved Max Sharping, another rookie, who was most practicing on the right side to left guard. Uh, and then Zach Fulton, their right guard, just came back from a uh, back injury that caused him to miss week four. So this is the first time they repeated an offensive line. So I think, you know, that's that's been part of the problem is uh, you have all these new pieces, uh, Tunsil being the biggest one on the line, obviously, and, and uh, a couple of rookies and different people playing next to them. It's like, when are they going to gel? And 
So I think you've seen tons of some problems with uh, pre-snap penalties, but he didn't this week. Um, and so they're they're getting better as a unit. And then uh, a big part of it really, though, I mean, in terms of Deshaun Watson getting attacked, it's truly a matter of, of him. I mean, he that that the yesterday was the or two days ago this week. I mean, that was the fastest the fastest he'd ever averaged in terms of getting rid of the ball for throughout two point four three seconds. And obviously, it worked for him, right? So. Um, I think he's identifying the blitzes better. Maybe the Texans as a whole identify the blitzes better. Um, and also the Falcons didn't blitz a ton. I mean, they blitzed, I think, less than um, than any team the Texans had faced this year, which was a, a peculiar choice because that's kind of been when the Texans have gotten in trouble because this line doesn't necessarily uh, – isn't is, has had struggles with communication just because they're new and gelling. And Watson, you know, is, is still a young quarterback and either, you know, doesn't necessarily always – pick up on the blitz or throw to the hot body supposed to, or, um, you know, or, or thinks he can, he can try it anyway. Um, so none of those things happened, of course, against the Falcons and you saw the results. So like moving forward, the, the thing to probably keep in mind as, as a fantasy player is like how aggressive is this defense that he's going to face because the defenses that are going to sit back, um, he can, he's proven now, I mean, against the chargers and against the Falcons, like they're going to sit back and not bring extra rushers. Uh, he can tear apart. Hey, by the way, uh, just, I, I think, It'd be silly not to bring this up. Uh, when when you got that question and the answer from Deshaun Watson, and people on Twitter were saying you got dunked on. First of all, I was like, oh, I wonder who asked this question. It's a good question, a great answer. Um, th- was I mean, do you just want to rip your hair out when people? I, I know, like a lot of people eventually came to your defense and were like, no, 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 this is like a very good question and a really smart <laughs> answer. And I guess maybe you have to have been in locker rooms. Like I've been in locker rooms. I like I know that I know like you're just dying to get a good answer. And it happened, and all these idiots are running around. Like, oh, you got dunked! Dude. Look at this idiot. But like, it was just how awesome was that moment, and also frustrating for you? No, no, totally. I mean, I thought, you know, I thought if anything, he was just annoyed because, uh, you know, the, the video obviously is devoid of context. But I mean, he was he had been asked twice about kind of missing those deep throws to Hopkins and Fuller that ultimately, you know, really cost him the game. And so he was, I think, just annoyed that he was having to answer a third question about it. Um, I don't think that it, you know, it was anything about like any malice towards me. I, I never interpreted it as such. And, and quite frankly, like, you know, I, and like you said, you're being in locker rooms, like even if the athlete is annoyed with you, if that, if their way of um, showing it is by giving you a very polite and very detailed and thoughtful and useful answer, then like, by all means be pissed off. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you're right. <laughs> um, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Um, and then it became, you know, this big thing. And, and now it's funny because I, I don't know if you saw um, after this past game, someone, someone like literally asked him a question like, Hey, uh, you know, last week he gets really detailed answer. Could you explain what, uh, what the Falcons tried to do and why you were able to be effective? And like, you know, he did it again. So now it's like the <laughs> NFL's favorite bit or something, but like, uh, but yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't interpret it as, as such. And, and I talked to him afterwards and, you know, I think, just to make sure uh, the next day, I was like, you know, I, I, I certainly was not trying to act as though I knew more than you or say that you didn't know the coverage. Like, you guys are the experts here, right? And the other thing, that's something earlier, the, that their defense was kind of taking the top off their um, their offense and they just they couldn't challenge them deep. And so I was just trying to get him to explain what, what he meant by that. And I, and I told him that. I was like, you know, I just was asking seriously to seeking, like, further information. I never wanted to try to tell you how much I know during a press conference or flex what I know because one, those people are the worst and two, that's not useful for my purposes. That doesn't help me by me showing off what I know. So, uh, and he was, he was understanding and he was good about it. So I think, I think it was like the only people who thought that he was like trying to dunk on me was whoever came up with that, that tweet. Right. It was just a bunch of idiots on Twitter, basically. Right. 
I've, I've learned this, you know, bouncing from as a fantasy writer who's gotten locker room access before, um, you know, going to baseball and then football and then hockey and you know, all the different locker rooms. People realize how smart a lot of football players are. And I thought that just kind of like that was like a nice moment where you're like, oh, this guy, like you got to think about it. Like all these guys do is like read these books, get into these really detailed offenses. You have to make these split second decisions, trust your gut, whatever, whatever. But like it's just like study, study, study all the time. And you very rarely get like, you know, like you get like the flashy Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham stuff on the surface. But when you actually sit down and talk to like a football player and everyone's sweating this Peyton Manning show on ESPN plus now. Uh, but like you could ask almost any quarterback that question. You get, you get that nuanced reply like that. Like they're it's just, I don't know. I thought it was just like a great way to show off like this guy's just smart. And, you know, coming off a 10, 10 point game, they come out and drop 53 and Deshaun Watson has the game of his career. And it's like, oh, you know, smart guy making good decisions here. This is, I thought it was pretty right. cool. Yeah, no, totally. I, I think it's, um, you know, I think uh, a lot of people, some people in the replies who like are, you know, football heads are saying like, well, like he, uh, you know, this this is just basic coverage or whatever. And it's as though that like ignores that it could still be valuable and and like and useful for someone who doesn't know that or for fans who like, really don't, aren't paying attention to that level of detail because I think what made it impressive was not just that he offered up the answer, but that he uh, he did so in a very under, like way that a lot of people could digest. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it was cool, man. Congratulations on your fame. It, uh, Thank you. We're, <laughs> we're happy to have you here. Um, so looking ahead, we got Kansas City, Indianapolis, Oakland, Jacksonville, and then the bye week. Um, and this offense has been – like the the – the points scored, uh, the, the yardage, it's kind of been all over the map. Um, is this team going to land somewhere in the middle? Or is this is this going to be somewhere over the next four weeks where we see them kind of be like this dynamic offense now where the pieces are clicking and Kenny Stills coming back into the mix? Um, almost like, and I guess it's good for fantasy, like a fun team to watch on TV. Like, is this going to be that? Or is it going to be just a lot of more ups and downs where we don't know, you know, week to week what to expect, I guess? Yeah, you know, I think um, at the end of the day, like, it's still, it's got tons full, but it's also still a line that features two guys who were part of uh, Zach Fulton and Nick Martin, who were part of, you know, the worst offensive line in the league last year. And then you have two rookies. So I think that that will, I think his protection will never be, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to have the cleanest jersey in the league by any means. And I think there's still going to be games where he's going to be sacked five times, four times, um, whatever you, whatever it may be. And some of that will also be on him. I don't, I don't think that, um, one game is, uh, is going to lead to him, you know, suddenly realizing he needs to get rid of the ball so fast. I mean, these are all things that like, to some degree, you could have had a lot of these same sort of feelings or conversations about the Texans offense after they beat the chargers. And then they come out and, uh, have a dud of a game against the Panthers. So, I mean, the, the, like, I think it is a matter of kind of inconsistency, um, that, is something that has to be at least a concern with them for a little bit longer. I think they need to show it a little bit more than uh, this game before you can feel like this is going to be the sort of offense they are um, all year. But, uh, you know, like like I said earlier, I think that one thing that you can kind of identify is, is this team going to be, um, is this team going to be good this week? Is like, who what what sort of defense are they playing? Are they playing a defense that, um, that has, uh, that tries to be aggressive and tries to blitz a lot. If they are, then maybe the Texans are in a little bit more trouble, at least early in the season as they try to work through some of those trouble with blitzes. I still don't know if they're really past them. I'd I'd like to see how they hold up against a team that tries it a little bit more than the Falcons did. Um, and then also, uh, you know, for a lot of fantasy owners, obviously, is like who's kind of the top corner on that team and 
and who's guarding DeAndre Hopkins um, or, 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 you know, or Will Fuller. Cause I mean, that was the thing that made the, uh, um, the Texans so great. I mean, yet, the other day it was Will Fuller was going against Isaiah Oliver, who was kind of like dogged by Falcons fans is just not being good all season. But I mean, like, you know, the Texans are really loaded receiving wise. So when you don't have um, a useful corner who can guard a guy like uh, Will Fuller, former first round pick who, you know, is really tremendous these guys and we all stay healthy like then i think you're you're setting yourself up for um for opportunities so to me for now i i don't think they've done enough to kind of merit the uh the belief that they can do this every week or anything close to this every week and they've had, certainly had some downs that would indicate that um it's not necessarily worth taking the gamble on them that way every week but um but they have the opportunity to be dangerous and, and maybe that can become a little more consistent over time but i just i just don't think we're there yet last question for you just to just to you know fill the fantasy need if you're a DeAndre Hopkins owner, do you trade him or do you trade for him right now? Oh man, I would trade for him. You know, like I said, I think that I just think that like he's he's too good to like continue to kind of put up these sorts of numbers. And it's I to me, it's the small sample size stuff, and it's all just a matter of like it's just a matter of time. I think his his time will come sooner than later. Um, and and it wasn't like he you know he had a bad game by any means. I mean he you know he had eighty plus yards and stuff. But I, I know that's not necessarily why people draft him. Um, but I I think his time will come. All right, um, Aaron, dude, th- thank you very much for taking the time to do this. Uh, I know we had some technical difficulties earlier on. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for sticking with us through that. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, Aaron J Reese R E I S S. Uh, you know if, if you're a subscriber to the Athletic, pop on over to the Athletic Houston part. Um, give him a follow, uh, subscribe. I, I forget what the terminology is. I believe it's follow. Uh, get him in your feed. It's really good stuff. Um, you give awesome answers for the beat writer roundups, man. We really appreciate that. Uh, also, you got to experience trying to round up the beat writers yourself for your own for your own column, the survey of everyone. Yeah, I know. I don't know how you do that every week. It's a it's a science. You know, you you do you do Slack and then you do email and then sometimes you know if there's a really good question, you kind of hit up people individually. It's a uh, it's fun. You get to know people a little better, I guess. Right, right, but, uh, right. But it was a cool. I thought it was a very cool idea and a cool roundup of, of you know just seeing like what's for real right now. It's uh, there's a lot of helpful stuff. I don't know if you're a big yeah, fantasy yeah. player yourself, but you uh, you definitely have the eye for fantasy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, well, thanks, thanks for having me on. This was fun. Awesome, man. Thank you. Good luck with the rest of this season. It should be uh, a lot of fun and a lot of figuring things out, I guess. Okay. See ya.